After a long, long summer, we are finally here. Indiana versus Illinois tonight. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, September 2nd. This is Locked On Hoosiers, and this is game day. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. We're here. We're finally here. It was a very, very long summer. Uh, some basketball news helped us get through it, but we're finally back. It is finally football season, and IU is finally opening up the season tonight against Illinois. Before we dive into all the stuff you guys need to know ahead of tonight's game, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're going to take a look at the Hoosiers, the line for the Hoosiers game. It's been all over the place. We'll give you some more details on that here a little bit later into the show. Let's just get with the basics. Tonight, 8 p.m., Indiana versus Illinois, under the lights at Memorial Stadium. The lights work. They are new LED lights. Um, it's going to be a a big crowd tonight. Uh, expected over 40,000 fans, according to uh, A.D. Scott Dolson, who spoke earlier in the week. Student sales are up. Seems like, in general, fans are going to be coming out for this one. I'm excited. I, I know last season was really, really bad. Uh, I I want to get that taste out of my mouth. And a win on opening night under the lights would be a great way to do it, even if it's a, a bit silly with it being a Big Ten game. I've made my thoughts on that known throughout the summer. Uh, I wish that we didn't start with a very important game like this, especially given the state of IU's team. But alas, out of our control. And so Illinois will host Indiana, excuse me, Indiana will host Illinois, 8 p.m. Memorial Stadium. The game will be on Fox Sports 1. Uh, Indiana and Illinois haven't played a whole lot. It's uh, even though kind of geographically they're right there, right beside each other. It's a game that certainly does not take place regularly, depending on what uh, the the Big Ten does with divisions. Once UCLA and USC get here, I would imagine they're going to get rid of the divisions, and I imagine uh, IU and Illinois are going to be playing far more frequently. Before the last about, I'm looking here, 10 years or so, Indiana played Illinois every year. Uh, it made sense. They were similar in, um, I guess, talent. Uh, though Illinois leads the series 45 to 24, a lot of that was done early on in the series. Uh, over the last couple decades, it's been a little bit closer, uh, and especially over the last maybe 20 years or so, it's been a lot closer. But up until 2013, IU and Illinois played basically every single year. Since 2013, these two teams have met once. It was 2017. It was IU 24, Illinois 14. Uh, a bit of an ugly game. Richard Lego threw 48 times for 289 yards. 
couple of touchdowns with an interception. This game was in Champaign. Um, <laughs> despite the 48 uh, throws, uh, nobody on the Hoosiers caught uh, or had more than 54, excuse me, 62 receiving yards. Luke Timian, Simi Cobbs had 54 yards and a touchdown. Cole Jest ran for 82 yards. Just a, a mix and mash of this uh, of an IU team, an IU kind of era that was a bit of a mess. IU went five and seven that year, uh, finishing just short of bowl eligibility, losing to Purdue in the uh, season finale. This was the penultimate, or excuse me, third to last game of the season. They needed to win each of their last three to make a bowl game. They beat Illinois. They beat Rutgers. They lose to Purdue that season. Uh, but that was the last meeting between these two teams. The last one to take place at Indiana was a peak chaos team uh, uh, game. IU wins 52-35. to 35. There were over 1,200 combined total yards in this game. Nate Sudfeld threw for 267 yards. Um, 189 of those went to Cody Latimer. All three touchdowns went to Cody Latimer. Tevin Coleman ran 15 times for 215 yards with a couple touchdowns. Steven Houston ran 17 times for 150 yards and a couple touchdowns. Uh, just a silly game. For Illinois, uh, Steve Hull caught nine passes for 224 yards and a couple touchdowns. Uh, Nathan Shielhouse or Shielhaus threw for 450 yards for Illinois. Like, when you think of peak chaos team uh, for IU, this should be the exact type of game you think of. IU, again, goes 5-7 and seven this season. Uh, this game was a little bit earlier. They needed to win two of their final three games against Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Purdue. They did not do that. They win the Old Oak and Bucket, though. Uh, so maybe not a great sign if Indiana wins because it seems like the last two times they've done so, they finished the year 5-7. and seven. Uh, 2012, they met Indiana won 31 to 17, and that was so three game winning streak for Indiana. That game, another really odd one. IU has 292 yards from scrimmage, uh, but only that was a dual quarterback. Uh, Nate Sudfeld, Cam Kaufman, they split time back there. Just a mess. I I hate dual quarterbacks. Fortunately, it's not going to be a thing for. Uh, Indiana this season, Tom Allen has already said as such, uh, regardless of who wins uh, the QB battle, they're the starter. There will be no du dual quarterback, so we have that to look forward to. SP Plus on this one, something we're going to reference pretty often uh, throughout the season. It can't get any closer. I I've never seen this. Illinois is favored by just... 0.6, 0 0.6, not even a full point. Because of the way uh, he, uh, this is from Bill Connolly from ESPN. He has kind of the algorithm. He inputs all the data. Because of the way he rounds the scores, the projected score for this one is 23 to 23. If you listened to our show yesterday, you heard Jonathan Alday, who's the assistant sports editor at Daily Online. He mentioned he saw somewhere about a projected tie score. I don't know if this was it. This is a projected tie score technically. Uh, this just uses their algorithm to, to spit out a score. But Illinois has a 51% win probability. So flip a coin. Literal toss-up on this one. 
I would assume if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably picking the Hoosiers. We'll dive into uh, some more of the betting lines, some more props and, and over-unders uh, associated with this game. But pretty much across the board, this one looks like it's going to be a toss-up. We'll get to the bet online odds here in just a second. First, though, are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that could happen? You could end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You may, you not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about being a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. It's 2022. Get an Uber. Get Uber Eats, DoorDash. There's no reason for you to get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high get a DUI big shout out to you guys for making locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day be sure you're subscribed over at YouTube the numbers are going up join in over there now I have an apology I screwed up uploading the video I uploaded the wrong file I didn't catch it until late on Friday I'm going to for those of you that tried to watch it or were confused when you watched it early on Thursday excuse me I found I realized it uh, Thursday evening I, I took it down. I'm putting up the actual uh, preview podcast. So head on over there if you missed it. Subscribe. You can watch the preview podcast we did with Jonathan all day. And then you can watch us daily. We upload the episodes there at 7 a.m. Uh, you guys can join in on the conversation over there. We want to try to get to 500 subscribers by the start of basketball season. Uh, so we've seen the numbers take off a bit. You guys have, are, have headed over there in mass and started uh subscribing so huge thank you to you guys see if we can get it uh, across the line and get it to that 500 subscriber mark by uh the first official basketball game is november 7th so that's what we're aiming for 500 subscribers by november 7th we mentioned bet online the odds have been all over the place uh so when we did this did a podcast august 18th uh we did it with ben rafel who we talked about a number of things, uh, but I mentioned to him that at the time, Indiana was favored by six points. We both thought that was pretty high. We both said take the under on 47 points, uh, but we thought six points was probably too high. Since then, that was, again, August 18th, almost exactly two weeks. Um, <laughs> that line has plummeted. It is now Indiana minus 1.5. Four and a half points have come off that line. A lot of it seems to have come from the Illinois-Wyoming game because even late last week, it was about a five-point line. This Illinois-Wyoming game has a lot of people betting on Illinois, and that line has shifted even this week alone about a point and a half. So Illinois is a one-and-a-half-point underdog in this one. That's over at Bet Online. Uh, minus 104 odds uh, on the money line. IU is minus 116. The over-under has come down a little bit as well to 45 and a half. I like Indiana minus 1.5. Um, I like Indiana outright in this one, but minus 1.5 as well. Over-under 45 and a half. I would still probably lean to the under with it being week one. IU's offense having so many questions. Illinois' offense wasn't great against Wyoming. And that was Wyoming. So 
I would lean the under on that 45 and a half, but I, I feel less confident about that one. I feel more confident in taking Indiana minus 1.5, but just wild how much that line has changed. I know it's week one. I know everything's kind of fluid with not some teams having played, some teams having not played, everything along those lines, but uh, to see the line vary that much, it's gone up, it's gone down. IU opened, I believe, as a four-point favorite, so that line's gone up and then shot way down. Uh, during this offseason leading into tonight. Underdog Fantasy, that's a, somebody we're going to be working with this season. We haven't started officially uh, working with them yet, but I have went on over there. A fun website to play around on. Uh, it is there's a number of different things you can do. You can do drafts uh, where you do like three players. You guys draft a team. Whoever has the most fantasy points wins the pot. You can do pick'ems over/under. So for this Illinois IU game, let's give you an example. Start on the Indiana side. This Vegas predicts Connor Bazelak is going to be the starter. Uh, you can take the over/under on 191.5 pass yards. Boy, I I would take the under on that. Uh, mainly because I don't even know if Connor Bazelak's technically going to be the starter. Two, uh, you're looking at almost 200 passing yards in his debut. That'd be a really impressive debut. Uh, but there's such uncertainty about the wide receivers, the quarterback position, everything along those lines that I don't know. I don't, I, I wouldn't feel great about that. Um, I think I would just stay away from betting on Connor Bazelak at all because if he's not the starter, then I, I don't know how that, how that affects your kind of, uh, your parlay or your streak or your multiplier, whatever you want to call it. You can take the over under on half an interception. Uh, he's thrown 17 interceptions in 24 games. So this is a pretty good Illinois secondary. If you really want to bet on that, I don't want to say he's going to throw an interception, but it feels like over might be the safer of the bets. DJ Matthews, 45 and a half receiving yards. I think DJ Matthews is going to play, and I kind of like that. 45 and a half isn't a whole lot. Uh, it seems like he's going to be moved out of the slot, so maybe more opportunities for him. He's one of the only kind of veterans. He might be a little bit of a safety valve to some of these quarterbacks. So, or the, I say quarterbacks. I, I'm going to be speaking in plurals because I don't know which ones it's going to be. I kind of like 45 and a half as the over. AJ Barner at 28 and a half yards over under. That one I'm a little more uncertain about because uh, A.J. Barner is just a lot more of an unproven quantity. I would lean a little bit over maybe, but I'm taking over on both wide receivers, and I would, I don't even know if I would take the over on Bazelak. So um, it's just such a weird, weird it, – it's just weird to bet on IU right now because you just don't really know. Uh, there are a couple for – Illinois over under 181 passing yards for, or excuse me, total yards for Tommy DeVito. I don't think he's going to be running a whole lot. I would lean under on that. He barely had that against Wyoming and the IU's defense. You would assume would be tougher, stingier, especially with that secondary. So I would lean the under on that. Chase Brown, 93 and a half rushing yards. It's hard not to take the over. He had a pretty good game in week zero for them. There are a lot of questions about IU's front seven, a lot more questions than there are about the secondary. We'll talk about that here in a minute. I would lead the over on Chase Brown. Uh, I'm not sure if this one's going to be available. It, it was earlier. Isaiah Williams, 
38 and a half receiving yards. I'm taking the under on that. I would imagine Taiwan Mullen is going to be matched up against him. I'm very confident in Taiwan Mullen, so I would take the under in that pretty safely. If that one's available, which right now it is grayed out, it was available when I looked these up. It's been grayed out since. Um, If that's available, I would take the under on that because Taiwan Mullen is probably going to be matched up on him. It's actually gone up. I refreshed the page 42 and a half. Definitely take the under on that. Uh, I feel pretty confident in that one to take the under on Isaiah Williams. So head on over to underdog, play some of those. I'm going to, I'm going to submit some of those, uh, for sure ahead of tomorrow while I'm recording this Thursday night ahead of tonight's game. Uh, and we'll let you know how that went. Let's look at three matchups that I'll be watching for this one. Uh, we've talked a lot about this, this game, so I'm sure it's a little bit repetitive, but we're going to look at three specific matchup that I will be watching uh, ahead of tonight's game. First and foremost is the one defensive matchup I have on here. And we just talked about it, looking at those over-unders. I use front seven versus Chase Brown. Chase Brown is going to be one of the better running backs Indiana is going to face this season in the conference. One of the better running backs just outright Indiana is going to face this season. It's a front seven that the defensive line was hit and miss last season. Linebacking core was good, but you had Micah McFadden in there. He's obviously going to have to be replaced, and that's a pretty tough challenge right off the bat to face Chase Brown. So a lot of what IU is going to try to do defensively I imagine will be dictated on containing Chase Brown because if that front seven can do a decent enough job of that, uh, then that secondary is going to be in great position for any kind of passing situations. If you got to start bringing guys from the secondary into the box to try to contain him, then you're getting into situations where the secondary might be a little bit more exposed. So it's vitally important for that front seven to have a good showing tonight. Uh, some new faces could be appearing in the, I, certainly in the linebacking core, possibly on that defensive line. Um, the defensive line was one of the only areas we didn't really know who was going to be the starters across it. Um, heading into fall camp, a battle or a position that we haven't talked a lot about. We'll see tonight who gets those starts who gets the snaps. It's going to be a a lot of guys are going to be getting the snaps. I would imagine I use offense versus Illinois secondary. You could frame this any number of ways, and we're going to frame it a different way here with our other matchup. But I use, I guess, passing offense versus Illinois secondary. Illinois secondary is really good. Uh, We've talked a lot about how good I use secondary is Illinois. I don't know that it's quite to that level, but Illinois has a really good secondary in its own right. And when you're talking about an IU offense that has, proven nothing that's going to be a challenge for the Hoosiers so uh, in one sense this is kind of why IU has kept everything so silent when it comes to this offense and this quarterback battle and everything about it Um, it's because this Illinois defense and secondary is is strong so uh, you can understand it in that sense that hasn't that never stopped really anybody else from naming their quarterbacks that didn't stop Illinois last week. It, it, that's a that's a moot point. We discussed it all summer. But I use offense against the Illinois secondary. If, if it's Connor Bazelak, 
If it's Jack Tuttle, they have to stay mistake-free, no giveaways. Uh, receivers are going to have to make plays, which is something they did not do pretty much the entirety of last season. I was trying to think if there was any. DJ Matthews did it a couple times, though I think most of his big plays were running the ball out of the backfield. So I use offense really need some explosive plays, and they really need those from the wide receiving core this season. If they can get that, I'd feel a lot better about this game because my biggest worry right now is whether IU can score enough points to win the game. Stop me if you heard that before. That was pretty much uh, the discussion all of last season, at least early on. Last battle is going to be IU's offensive line versus Illinois' defensive line. Again, referencing uh, yesterday's podcast with Jonathan, uh, he said the defensive line was an area that didn't really impress against Wyoming. They didn't record a sack against Wyoming. And you would hope, knock on wood, that IU's offensive line is going to be better than Wyoming's last season. I don't even know that's the case. And I didn't even watch Wyoming play. Uh, this season, it is going to be a lot of pressure, a lot of eyes on that IU offensive line. And it's a decently favorable matchup, all things considered. It's still a Big Ten foe, but it's not a daunting defensive line. So the Hoosiers protecting whoever the quarterback is, creating holes for the um, run game, whether it's Sean Shivers, Jalen Lucas. Uh, I think both those guys are going to see a lot of time uh, in the backfield tonight. Whoever is back there, uh, DJ Matthews, Donovan McCauley, whatever the situation uh, calls for, this offensive line needs to win its battles. It did not do that last season. Pretty much in any game aside from the Idaho game, and really not even all of that game they won their battles. So they need to be winning battles, and it's just imperative if IU wants to have any hope at a successful season this year. I don't want another season of complaining about the offensive line because that makes things go really, really bad really fast, and it gets old talking about that. So please step up tonight, offensive line. That's going to dictate a lot of whether I use going to have success both tonight and throughout the whole season. My prediction for this game, I said I would take IU minus one and a half. I still probably lean the under. I would say you're looking at something like 23-20 Indiana. We talked yesterday. I, I don't want to keep referencing that pod, but I mean, it's the only kind of insight we've seen into Illinois. Jonathan talked about special teams struggling, uh, missing a couple field goals for Illinois. So, 23-20, maybe Illinois misses a field goal or two, and uh, Indiana is able to take advantage of that and open the season 1-0. And if they do that, we could be set for a really strong start to the season. But it's one game at a time. We are finally to this one, and I could not be more excited. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We'll be back tomorrow. No, we won't. We'll be back Monday to recap this game. Head on over to Twitter. Follow us over there. We will have an instant reaction to the game late tomorrow night. So you can see that we'll be live tweeting through it. So follow us at L O underscore Hoosiers. Give us a follow over there. Uh, we'll interact with everyone as we tweet through the game tomorrow. Subscribe to the podcast. If you guys have not already leave that quick rating and review. I almost forgot. Now your second listen, go check out the ultimate pro football preview 2022 an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, uh, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 
on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate all the love and support you guys gave throughout this summer. We're finally back. Sports are finally upon us once again. Enjoy it. Let's start this season 1-0. Have a great Friday, everybody. Have a great weekend, and LEO.